Amen. Hallelujah. If you have your Bibles, uh, Proverbs chapter 2 will be our text. This will be the the last of this uh, short series on wisdom, uh, knowledge, understanding, and wisdom. Uh, Next week, uh, uh, Pastor uh, Ernie is going to be doing a a couple of shots, a couple of weeks of uh, of, um, Israel, and uh, I'm not sure what he's going to title it, but uh, something along the lines of the the atmosphere of, of anti-Semitism that's, that's happening around the world. And so I'm sure uh, it's the trip that he just had and, and um, you know, the, a lot of the things that the Bible says about that, I'm sure he's going to incorporate all that. So I'm sure it's going to be very, very interesting. Uh, so we encourage you to be faithful to that as well. So uh, we want to finish this morning uh, on this issue of knowledge, understanding, and wisdom. And so one of the things that we've uh, uh, mentioned uh, last week was was going from knowledge. You can you can have knowledge. Knowledge is the books that you read. It's the, you read your Bible. You 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 hear sermons. You you uh, if you take classes, you're, you're you're acquiring knowledge, and so that's good. And we need to have a, a a very large foundation and reservoir of knowledge. But from knowledge, it has to become understanding. And so you can you can have all the knowledge in the world, but not understand how life works. You can have all the knowledge of uh, read books of marriage and not understand how your marriage works. You can have uh, books, read books about uh, rearing children and not know how to uh, really, uh, uh, you know, teach and rear your children. So, so it, it has to go from, from knowledge to understanding. And from understanding, there has to be a, an application of that understanding. And that's where wisdom comes uh, along. So, so last week, we, we, we started talking about uh, the, the, the couple of uh, critical issues to, be, uh, to take understanding and and turn it into wisdom and so we talked about um application and so there was a couple of comments uh uh, about you know taking uh what you know and applying it and as you apply and as you uh actually put it into practice that's where you make mistakes that's where uh, you learn that's where you see okay this works and this doesn't work this this uh, uh functioned well this this is applicable or this doesn't work and so through life's experience, through applying it, then you begin to gain wisdom. And so we also talked about spiritual wisdom. And so the way you gain spiritual wisdom is through obedience. You obey the Word of God. It's not, it's not enough just to know what the Bible says. You have to obey what the Word of God says. And as you obey the Word of God, that's what begins to give you spiritual wisdom. Okay, so, so that's where we were last week. So this week, I, I want to kind of uh, turn the, the, the coin around. And, and uh, you know, sometimes the, the best way to teach a truth is by doing the negative. And so what I want to do this morning is I want to talk about what causes a person to not receive wisdom. So how is it that a person can have knowledge, but that knowledge never turns into wisdom? So what, what can cause a, a Christian to, to, you know, there, there's many Christians today that, that know their Bibles. There are many Christians that have scriptures memorized but that doesn't necessarily mean that they're wise. So what can cause uh, a person to have knowledge and maybe even a little bit of understanding, but that never become wisdom? So I want to talk about three issues that the Bible mentions very specifically. And so I, I'm sure, you know, we could come up with 50 issues, you know, but, but uh, I want to talk about three that just the Bible is very specific about uh, that, um, that the Bible says, you know, if you have this you're not going to have wisdom. 
So before we get into it, let's go ahead and read our text. Proverbs chapter 2, verses 7 through 9 uh, says these words. Uh, he stores up sound wisdom for the upright. He is a shield to those who walk uprightly. He guards the paths of justice and preserves the way of his saints. Then you will understand righteousness and justice, equity, and every good path. Amen. So uh, I want to talk about the first thing that will cause a person to uh, not, uh, not gain wisdom. You can have knowledge, uh, but with all the knowledge you can have, you, you won't have wisdom if, you, if this is the problem in your life. And so the first one of these I want to talk about is pride. So uh, I'll ask at the end of the, of the study uh, how you think that pride can interfere with you becoming wise. But uh, as, uh, I just want you to think about that question. Uh, but I want to read some scriptures very quickly that talk about this. Proverbs chapter 11 verse 2 says these words, When pride comes, then comes shame, but with the humble is wisdom. When pride comes... Then comes shame, but with the humble. So, in other words, it's 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 doing the con, it's giving us a contrast between pride and and humbleness and humility, and, and basically what it's saying is when you're when you're humble, uh, wisdom can be imparted into your life. You can take the knowledge that you have, and that can become wisdom because you're humble. But if you're prideful, if you have an issue of pride, then then it's going to be very hard for you through your pride to to really gain wisdom proverbs chapter 15 verses 30, uh, 33 uh, says these words the fear of the lord is the instruction of wisdom and before honor is humility the fear of the lord is the instruction of wisdom and before honor is humility one more first corinthians chapter 8 verses 1 through 1 and 2 uh, says now concerning things offered to idols we know that we all have knowledge knowledge puffs up but love edifies. If anyone thinks that he knows anything, he knows nothing yet as he ought to know. So it's possible for, for knowledge to even uh, be negative in the sense that it can actually puff you up. How many know people that know a lot of things and, and rather than that be making them better people, it just makes them more prideful? How many know people like that? Amen. You know, they, they, they know all kinds of things. But there's no sense of humility and so there's no sense of life application in their lives where they can apply some of the things they know in a, in a way that will actually make their life work properly. And so, and so it's, pro, it's possible to have knowledge, but that knowledge simply makes you more prideful. So, so I, I want you to consider this question. How can pride cause a person to not become wise? How can pride do that what, what what causes a person that is pride that's full of pride for them to not become wise or or not allow their knowledge to become wisdom so i want to uh, throw a couple of things out there number one is that they can't take correction a prideful person through their pride simply cannot be corrected and so there's scriptures that talk about this. Proverbs chapter 15, verses 31 and 32 says, The ear that hears the rebukes of life will abide among the wise. He who disdains instruction despises his own soul, but he who heeds rebuke gets understanding. So uh, one of the first issues with, with pride not allowing you to become wise is simply uh, you won't, 
listen to rebuke or you won't listen to correction. And so one of the, how many know one of the ways that you will become wise is through correction? How many of you here have all of life figured out? Raise your hand. <laughs> I mean, every single issue, you know, you know how to raise your kids and you've never made a mistake and you're never going to make a mistake. How many, how many know that that's not the case? Your marriage is perfectly uh, there's no problems in your marriage. Everything is perfect. You always give a perfect response. Obviously, that is not the case, right? And so because we have so many flaws, we have, because we have so many blind spots in our lives, how many know you need correction? One of the ways that God will show you wisdom is through correction. Someone giving you little uh, uh, corrections in your course, uh, you know, helping you to say, hey, that's not the way you do things, you know. You really ought to do this. You really ought to do things that way and, 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 and receiving correction. And so many times, uh, wisdom will come through correction. I know in my own personal life, uh, a, a lot of the things that God has shown me and, and the wisdom, if any wisdom that I can have, many times has come through correction, through someone showing me or telling me, you know what? That's not the way you do things. That is not correct. You, you, you're, you're off. You're off on what you're doing. And, and if I'm going to be wise or if I'm going to receive wisdom, then I'm going to heed that. I'm going to say, okay, you know what, that, 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 that's true. I don't like it. I don't like to be rebuked. I don't like the way it feels. But if I will be wise, I will take that. And I will say, okay, I'll learn from this. I'll learn from this correction. If this person is telling me that there's something wrong, then maybe I should pay attention. Maybe there's something wrong in the way I'm speaking or the way I'm doing things or the decisions I'm making. Maybe there's something wrong in this. So, so correction many times will, will, um, will help to instill wisdom in our lives. So what happens with a prideful person? What happens if you try to correct a, a person that has pride? You know, it, it, their, their pride will simply not allow themselves to be corrected. You know, who do you think you are? You know, I've been around longer than you have. You know, all these different things. But the main issue is pride. And so pride is one of those obstacles that will cause you. You can have all the knowledge in the world, but pride is one of those issues that will cause you to not be able to become wise. Okay, so that's, that's one, uh, one of the things is, is, is one of the manifestations of pride is, is can't take correction. Another manifestation of pride is can't admit faults. You can't admit weaknesses. And so a prideful person will basically say, hey, I'm, 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 I'm good. Everything's fine in my life. And they can't see the weaknesses in their life. And so how many of you know every single one of us have blind spots in our lives you know we all have these areas in our life that we don't we don't know that, that sometimes we don't know we're making mistakes we don't know that we're doing things that can maybe be hurting other people or or maybe you may be hurting yourself and, and you just don't know you don't see that uh in, in your life and so we have all these blind spots a prideful person can't admit that a prideful person can't simply say okay you know what that i i i you know, maybe, you know, if, if all these little things are happening around me, maybe there's something wrong. <laughs> you know, it's kind of like, like, um, like uh, in, in the book of uh, Samuel, the, the Bible talks about how, how the prophet confronts Saul and, and, and you know, asks him, have you, have you done the word of God? Have you obeyed the word of God? And yes, I've, I've obeyed the word of God. And, and, and so, you know, the Bible says Samuel asked him the question, so 
what's this bleeding of the sheep that I hear in the background? You know, if, if you've obeyed the word of God, why, why, why am, am I hearing this? And so sometimes, you know, he, here's, here's a man that in his own mind, he's obeyed God. He's done everything perfectly right in his own mind. You know, he's, he's right with God. He's perfect. He, you know, he's, you know, God's gift to the world, you know. But here's a man of God that points something out and says, you know, if, if everything was right, then why do I hear bleeding? In other words, why do I hear th this bleeding of the sheep represents that there's something wrong in your life? So the humble person will recognize it right away. The humble person will say, okay, you know what? Uh, yeah, there is. I, I, I notice there's things that are wrong in my life. There's, I've, I'm creating these little issues, and, and, and I better correct that. The humble person do that. The prideful person will say, no, 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 no. Nothing wrong here. Okay, so uh, uh, another manifestation of that pride is you can't admit faults. Another manifestation would be a prideful person won't ask for counsel, won't ask for direction. They simply won't ask for for some kind of guidance in their life. Okay, one of the one of the best ways you can gain wisdom and turn your knowledge into wisdom is through asking. Just simply asking. Asking questions, having that humble heart that'll say, I don't know. I need to be taught. For some people, that's that's very, very hard. You know, I remember how many of you remember that that show uh Happy days with the Fonz, or how many remember the Fonz? You know, the guy that used to wear the black uh, leather jacket, and I know I'm dating myself really bad by saying this, but, but you know, here, here's this guy, you know, he, he was always the cool guy, and his hair was always perfect, and everything was always perfect. And, and so one of the things that he would always have a hard time with was saying, I'm sorry. And so he would, he, you know, if you remember one of the, one of the, one of the, 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 the shows, you know, he'd always get to this point where he had to say, I'm sorry, and, and his, his tongue would tie up. And, and, and he couldn't. And there's some people like that when it comes to uh, just simply admitting, you know, I don't know. They can't, they can't mouth that. Uh, uh, I don't know how to do this. I need to be shown. Show me. I, 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 I don't know how to really deal with my kids. Uh, show me. I don't know how to deal with my, fi my finances are a wreck. And you ask. And so many times asking is, is one of the ways that wisdom will be imparted into your life. If you will have a humble heart that simply recognizes you don't have all the answers, sometimes simply saying, I don't, I don't know what I'm doing. I really just don't know what I'm doing. And if you will ask, then wisdom can be imparted into your life. But a proud person simply will not ask person that that has pride at work in his life uh, the, uh, to that person you know it, it's like it's like no 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 i can't show weakness i can't show that that i don't know i have to always be projecting that i know what's going on i have to always be projecting that i have everything under control that's pride and you will never gain wisdom like that okay uh i i was reading this an interesting article it's actually a couple of different articles that I was reading uh, about brain development. And so according to these articles, you know, you know many of you have many, uh, many re read the books, uh, Switch on Your Brain by Carolyn Leaf, a great book. And there's been a couple of other books. Uh, uh, the Brain That Changes Itself is another book. And, uh, and so because of the new technology that's coming out that can now 
scan your your brain and so now we can know certain things certain realities about how the brain works uh, they're able to come to certain conclusions for example uh, one of the things that they've that they've been able to do with, the, with this new technology is that they're able to determine how your brain begins to develop and how it becomes how uh, you know how it becomes a fully developed brain so according to these articles your brain has a right hemisphere and your left hemisphere uh, your left hemisphere is in charge of, of more of the of the emotional part of you if you were to be experiencing something very tragic for example your, your left hemisphere would be the one that would be active and would be the one that that's sending out the signals if you were to be asked what is the square root of 5752 your right hemisphere would be the one that would respond. That's, that's your analytical side. That's your logical side. And so as you're growing up, these two um, hemispheres, there's connectors that as your brain develops, they begin to connect these two sides. So this is a reason why a young child cannot separate his emotions from his logic. Okay? If, if, if you take a, a toy away from a child... Uh, that that child doesn't have the ability to think things through and say, okay, he took it away. There may be a reason he took it away. So, okay, I'm fine with that. Okay. What, what does a child do? Respond emotionally because that, that child does not know how to, uh, how to connect uh, the reasoning and the logic with the emotion. So it's all emotion. It's all about uh, a, a, an emotional response. And so as you begin to grow in life, uh, these connectors uh, continue to to develop, and so you you're, you're able to feel some things. But as, hopefully, as life goes on, you're able to say, "Okay, I feel this, but maybe I shouldn't do this." Even though I feel this, maybe I shouldn't do this. So, so according to these studies, uh, that process continues until you're about 28 years old. So what that means is, if you're 28 years old or under you know nothing no I'm just joking no what that means is that simply as your brain is developing it's gonna be hard for for you to you know to make that connection to 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 feel some things and understand those things and so what is the answer for that is does that mean that if you're 28 years or 30 years old or under that means that you can never make a right choice that you can never understand things what does that mean and, and to me, what that means simply is I believe God made us that way because he made us in, a, in such a way that you have to be humble. You have to, uh, you have to realize I don't have all the answers. I need, and, and some of that wisdom that comes to our life has to come through an outer source, has to come through someone. You have to be open. If that person, even though he doesn't have all those connect, connectors and his brain is not fully formed, does not mean that that person cannot have wisdom. That person can have wisdom if he will humble himself. If he will simply allow himself to be taught. But if that person is full of pride, then and all you have is your natural brain's ability, then uh, you know the, you're going to make a lot of mistakes. And so, first thing is pride. Okay, second thing that when can cause a person for uh, the knowledge that he has not to become wisdom and that is the company that you keep who you hang around with this also is something that the bible is very specific about amen proverbs chapter 13 verse 20 
says, he who walks with wise men will be wise, but the companion of fools will be destroyed. He who walks with wise men will be wise, but the companion of fools will be destroyed. First Corinthians chapter 15, verse 33 says, do not be deceived. Evil company corrupts good habits. So, you know, the Bible is saying, you know, there, there, there's, there's wisdom that is available to you uh, that you can gain. And some of that will come through the company that you keep. Amen. If you hang around with wise people, then the tendency for you is that you're going to learn some things. And you're going to see some things that you wouldn't have seen in otherwise unless you would have been with those people. So wisdom many times will come through the company that you keep. You know, you, you, you hang around certain people and there's things that they do. Sometimes they'll do things that, that I mean, they're not conscious of what they're doing, but they're just doing things. And you catch things. I was, I was trying to think of some examples of this and, and in my own life. And uh, I, I, I remembered, I don't know why this came up in my mind, but I remembered when, I was, when we were first married uh, years ago, I remember we, we got together with Frank and Boleyn. And I remember specifically, uh, Frank, um, his, his wife Boleyn had gone with my wife to go do, they went to go do their hair. I didn't know they had gone to go. They, they, they just told me, my, my wife just told me that they had gone to do something. But, but I, I didn't know what they were doing. And so uh, me, and my, me and Frank got together. I think we went out to eat or something. We're talking. And, and so uh, uh, somehow we found out, this was before cell phones, somehow we found out that we're going to meet somewhere. And so we, we ended up meeting at, at that place. But before, before we got there, uh, Frank just tells me kind of in a warning way. He says, uh, I'm just letting you know. Our wives went to go do their hair. And that's all he said. And so I'm, and, and okay. And so, you know, I, our wives get there. And so my wife is a bit, a little bit like, and I'm like, you know, I know I didn't say it that way, but that's how I feel now. <laughs> you know, I, I, I didn't, I mentioned nothing about her hair. I didn't say you look nice, you look beautiful. I didn't say anything about that. And so Frank is next to me and he's like, he's waiting for me to say something. And I'm just oblivious. It's just it's going right over my head. And, and so my wife started having a little bit of a bad attitude towards me. I don't know why. <laughs> but she, but the, the thing is, he, you know, Frank's looking at me and he's like, and, and my wife starts getting upset and I can start sensing it. Why is she mad? And so I remember specifically, Frank told me, bro, you messed up. I'm like, mess up what? What? What did he do? Where? What? What? And, and you know, later on he said, you should have, I told you, I warned you, they did their hair. And, and so it never crossed my mind. I should have said something about that. I never, I didn't know that. I didn't have that reference point in my own life. You know, my, my dad never said that to my mom. So I, I never saw that. I never understood that. And so that was a little piece of wisdom that I gained by somebody else. And there was something about him that he had somehow understood that and he knew to do that. And, and, I, and I was able to understand that by, by scenes. And, that, and just that's one small example, but there's thousands of examples just over time. Uh, my own pastor, when I came on, on staff the first time, I remember 
looking at, at Pastor Stephen, just looking just the way he would do things and the way he would conduct them. And, and, I, and I began to gain things. I began to understand things. But it was through seeing somebody else. You know, if you hang around wise people, you'll begin to gain some. You'll, you'll pick up these little things. How to treat your kids. How to discipline when discipline is necessary. How to, you know, treat your wife or your husband. You know, how to handle your finances. I still remember as a, as a new convert, I remember uh, this was in the Copia Church, and, and I remember being in the back foyer, and I, and I remember the, the table that was back there, and I remember seeing someone pick up a, a, a tithe envelope, and, and, and so I didn't know, I had heard about tithing, but I didn't, I didn't know, you know, exactly what it was, so I remember they explained it to me, and I remember that person told me, yeah, I always give 10% uh, to to my tithe and I always uh, yeah, at the night service I give 10% uh, to world evangelism and then other services I'll give whatever God deals with me but I, I have that habit of giving 10% uh, tithe 10% world evangelism and then other offerings besides and I remember that stuck with me and I and, and I learned that and through the years I've, I've implemented that and but I learned that from somebody else somebody else living their life they're not trying to give me a teaching moment. They're just living their life. But, but there's wisdom there, and I picked up on that. So in many different areas, if you hang around wise people, you will gain wisdom. But how many know the, the opposite is also true? You can hang around the wrong people, and you can learn the wrong things. You can ask the wrong people for advice. If you're having problems in your marriage, don't ask the achencha. You know, that's a witch that, that, that'll just say, kill him. And here's the potion that you can do, use to, do. you know, you can ask the wrong, wrong people for the wrong advice. You know, if, if you hang around wise people, you, there'll be a, a, a reservoir of wisdom that you can draw from. And many times it's just through hanging out. It's just through just conversations. You hear them talk. You hear them do things. And there, there's little tidbits that you gain. And little by little, you can become wise. So it also has to do with who you hang out with. And so this uh, is also something that has to be proactive. You have to choose to hang around wise people. Psalms chapter 119 verses 63 says, I am a companion of all who fear you. I choose to be a companion of those that fear God. And that doesn't mean that you don't have any type of relationship with anybody else that doesn't mean you know obviously as as the church you know we work with people we work with new converts we're trying to get people saved and we're helping people and so you interact you connect your life with all kinds of people but but simply what what this is saying is is you you make your main influence people that fear god that love god that are wise in in, in god those are the people that you allow to influence your life Okay, so there's, there's that second thing. The third thing is the lack of fear or lack of reverence to God. If you want to be a person that doesn't become wise, then don't fear God. A couple of scriptures that will back that up. Psalms chapter 111 verse 10 says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. A good understanding have all those who do His commandments, His praise endures forever. Okay, and this is not the only scripture that says that, that this is actually written a few times in Proverbs. 
The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. That's the cornerstone. If you want to know wisdom, you want to gain wisdom for yourself, this has to start with this. It has to start with fearing God. Proverbs chapter 9, verse 10. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and the knowledge of a holy one is understanding. So as you fear God, and as there is a reverence in your life towards God and towards the things of God and towards the Word of God and towards the preaching of the Word of God, as you revere these things, as you, as you take things, these things seriously, then that, that's, that's an avenue through which God can begin to impart wisdom into your life. The knowledge that you have can begin to become wisdom. And so the problem many times is when a person doesn't have fear for God or doesn't have a reverence for God, in other words, he can begin to take the things of God too lightly or, or the, it can be a joke to him. So, you know, I mentioned this in the Spanish ministry the other day. I, you know, I preach in uh, sermons where I'm preaching and there's one person is, is just taking it all in. They're absorbing everything that I'm saying while the person next to them is, is playing on their, on their cell phone. And how many know those two people are going to walk away from that service with different things? One of them is going to walk away with a bit of wisdom that has been added to his understanding, and the other one's going to walk away with nothing. And so what's the difference between these two? It's reverence. It's a fear of God. It's an understanding. God is trying to speak to me. I better pay attention. I better, I better open my ear. I better, I better, you know, allow myself to be spoken into. So an example of this would be um, a story that I heard of about a man that... Um, he, he had a friend that was a pilot, and so his friend was always trying to get him to, to you know, go uh, with him on a ride in his, in his airplane. And so finally convinced him. So, you know, they're, they're, they're in the mid-flight, and so you can imagine they're, they're talking and stuff, and they have their earphones on and stuff. And so they're, they're mid-flight, and at mid-flight, the friend, the pilot, has a heart attack and dies. So... Imagine if you were in that situation. You know, the pilot is just that. You have no idea what you do. You don't know how to fly a plane. It's here. You're in midair, and what do you do? So what did this guy do? He grabs the CB radio or the, however you communicate, communicates with control tower, and starts saying, Mayday, mayday, I need help. The pilot just died. I need help. What do I do? What do I do? And so the control tower begins to explain to him exactly everything that he needed to do. They, they, they started telling him, okay, it, it, you have the handle. Yes, okay, do this. Pull it this way. Pull it that way. Uh, look at your instrument board. Okay, what do you see? Uh, how, how, how do you see this? How do, oh, okay, you see that button? Yes, yeah, don't touch it. Oh, okay, I won't touch it. You know? and, and so it, it, explaining everything that he needs to do. And long story short, he's able to land the plane. He's able to land the plane. And, and it wasn't a crash landing. You know, he, he was able to land safely. And so according to the story, the next day, the newspapers came out. They heard about the story. And the article in the newspaper said he was able to land the plane because he followed instructions as if his life depended on it. Now, how would we be if we took instruction and we heard the Word of God and read the Word of God as if our life depended on it? Because how many know it does? It does depend. How many know you, your, your eternal life depends on what this book says? How many know you're here in this life for, what is it, 
70, 80 years, 90 years. And eternity is forever and ever and ever and ever. I mean, we're here. The Bible says, uh, Pastor mentioned this, you know, this is just a vapor. We're just a vapor that's here for a little while and we're gone. And then we step into eternity and that's when life really starts. When you step into eternity, that's what really counts. And if that is the case, how many know what this book says really is something that you need to pay attention to with all of your heart. You need to, like that guy that's trying to land his plane and his life is depending on every instruction, on every little uh, uh, nuance and every little, he's, 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 his ear is hyperly attentive at that moment because he understands if I do something wrong, I'm not going to be able to land this. If I do something wrong, I'm going to crash land. And so how many people, they're, they're crash landing areas of their life all the time because there's no reverence. There's no sense of carefulness to what God wants to say to them. There's no sense of, of you know what, this is God speaking to I better pay attention. Okay, so three issues that will cause you to not gain uh, wisdom or not allow you for the knowledge to become wisdom. One of them is pride. Uh, the other one is the company that you keep. And the third is the lack of fear. So I've thrown these three out. Um, um, I, am, I understand there can be many more, uh, and I'm sure many of you guys can come up with some very significant ones, but I, I think these are some three main ones. So I want to open up, up very quickly for some questions, maybe some comment, maybe that stirs some kind of a question or some comment, some comment, some kind of a uh, comment. The Mexican is coming out of me. Oh, well, about that. <laughs> okay, uh, over here, brother, and then brother John. Um, you know, Pastor, a lot of times the the most prideful people are the loneliest. Um, they don't have friends because, you know, you don't want to hang out with the know-it-all. You don't want to hang out with that guy that, you know, you say something and he automatically knows the answer. Or she automatically knows the answer and puts you down. Or, you know, doesn't give you that avenue to grow. And, um, you know, you see it like at whenever you go to work or, you know, the people who's the know-it-all. You know, nobody really hangs around with them. Nobody wants their the input, their guidance. And so those people are a lot of times the loneliest. Amen. Good point. Amen. But if, if you have that pride issue and you know it all, then, then you, you're going you're gonna to suffer. And one of the areas you're going to suffer is, you know, you, you're not going to have the benefit of friendship, of, of, you know, those people that can speak into your life. Amen. Brother John. Yeah, I was thinking, Pastor, uh, I brought me back to when I was a new convert, how... Um, the people that invested their time in me, <clears throat> no, numerous people, people in this room, um, that would be forever, maybe we might even say eternally grateful for the time that they had um, imparted into my life, the wisdom, the, the knowledge that they had given unto me, the, their way of living, the things that I had picked up, just seeing how they do things, and I wouldn't say rebuke, <laughs> but the corrections that they had given to me in regards to how I was living my life in my early uh, early days, months of salvation, it, it really guided me. Um, also, the um, the attentiveness that I would give when hearing my, the sermons that the uh, pastor would preach and all the revivals, everything that we would have, I was just like sponging it. It really helped me, um, I would say, grow as a man. Um, in my life with uh, dealing with my children, being a better man to my wife and 
it's a uh, how do you say? That's the word I'm looking for. I, I don't think I can say it. It really helped me just to be attentive, to be, you know, open my heart, my mind, you know, to to, to be able to absorb everything that uh, was provided for me. Amen. So that good comment, and, and I believe every single one of us, we will have that that openness of heart and openness of mind and humility to be able to receive. You, you know, if you're having problems in your finances, if you will, if you will be humble and you will allow someone to speak into your, you can get out of your problems, financial problems. You can, you can deal with those things. You'll, you'll have, you'll gain the wisdom, but you have to have the humility. Amen. Anybody else very quickly, uh, brother Sage here at the front or since, since, uh, he's closer, uh, brother, brother, uh, Josh and then brother Sage. Sir, I I heard it said once the um, and it, it rocked my world. I read it. it. It said the the fool will learn from his own mistakes, but the wise man will learn from the mistakes of others. Um, but at the same time, there's also a certain type of like wisdom that comes from experience, and you won't have that experience unless you fail. So, what would you say to that regards? Yeah, I think that's that's a part of that we talked about last week about about the, uh, applying you you. You take your knowledge and you apply it, and as you apply it, you, you you're going to make some mistakes. And so, the person that's seeking wisdom, they'll actually learn from their mistakes. The person that's not seeking wisdom, those mistakes will actually harden them. They'll they'll make them a worse person rather than a better person. So, the person that's really does understand this and wants wisdom, you know, you'll make your mistakes, but you'll learn from them. And so, you, you you'll you'll apply, you'll you'll obey God, you'll do what God is asking you to do, and and as you do that, you know. It, Inevitably, you'll make some mistakes, but you'll learn from them. You'll grow. They'll make you a better person. But if, if your heart attitude is not obedience and being right with God, then you'll make the same mistakes, but you'll, it, will, it won't make you a better person. So I don't know if that helps. Okay. Brother Sage. Um, something, something that you uh, said when you were talking about the prideful people um, brought, to, uh, brought to mind um, something uh, that, that Jesus or that God was saying um, saying to the children of Israel in, in Exodus when he called them a stiff-necked people. Um, and, and what kind of, why I was thinking that was because pride um, kind of stiffens the way you, you view things and it kind of locks in your behaviors. And so when, when somebody tries to speak into your life with, hey, maybe, you know, there's a, there's a better way that you could do something, you know, there's a, there's, a defensiveness that comes with that and, and uh, sort of combativeness that will prevent you from, from learning, um, you know, hey, maybe, maybe there is a better way. And, you know, I was reading in, um, in, in First Corinthians uh, just this last week um, about how if, if we would search ourselves, you know, if we would judge ourselves, there wouldn't be no need for, for us to be judged. Um, but pride would prevent you from doing that because you can't see any other way um, I forget the word pastor used uh, about a person that can't view any other way of doing things but their own. But that's that's what pride does to people. Amen. It'll, it'll, rather than having a teachable spirit, it'll cause you to have a defensive spirit. You know, who do you think you are? Why, why do I have to listen to you? And, you know, so so you, you need to make sure that you, you have the, you know, that, that humble attitude, hum, humble spirit to be able to receive wisdom. So I want to uh, finish very quickly. On the three benefits of uh, searching out wisdom, and and you know, you may think, well, you know, how beneficial is this? What what 
benefits do I get if I put my path, my life rather, on a path of, of gaining wisdom and, and, I, and, I, and I'll fill my mind with knowledge and then I'll seek to understand that knowledge and then I'm going to apply to make it, uh, try to gain wisdom. What does the Bible say? What, what, what's the benefit of that? And so our text that we read, I believe, gives us uh, the answer. Number one is that you can gain further revelation and further wisdom. So, so there will be an increase. And how many know uh, uh, the wisdom that can get you across and get you by the day-to-day may not be sufficient for later on? You know, what? When I first got saved, I, you know, as I'm serving God, you know, little by little, I'm understanding things and I'm making choices. But, but there's things that I deal with today that w- the wisdom that I had when I was one, two, three-year-old sa- uh, saved, it's not enough for now. And so I need to increase. I need to be gaining more wisdom. And as you will set yourself to obey God, to apply the things that God has shown you, to apply the knowledge and you make your mistakes, you, 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 you go through your things, but, but as, as you set yourself to do that, the Bible says you will gain or you will increase in your, in your understanding and your wisdom. Mark chapter 4 verse 25 says, those who have understanding will be given more. But those who do not have understanding, even what they have will be taken away from them. Matthew 13 verse 12 says, for whoever has to him more will be given. And he will have abundance, but whoever does not have even what he has will be taken away from him. So, so it is possible for you to say, well, I'm just going to put it in cruise control. I'm just going to just lay back. Yeah, but, but you can lose. You can lose the, the understanding, the wisdom that God has placed in your life. That can be taken away. And that's why there, there's people that, you know, they, they were serving God. God was helping them. They're, they're, there's, there's a hand of God on their life. And, and, but time goes on. They, they pull away. And all of a sudden, you see them making these wacky decisions. Where the heck did that come from? Why are you doing that? Why, why would you do that? Why would you cut that off? Or why, why would you, you know, make that decision? And what it is is they lost the wisdom that God had placed them. But as you search this out and you put yourself in that position where, you know, God, I want to know more. I want you to teach me. Then, the answer, then God will answer by always giving you more. So there's increase. Number two... Benefit number two is there will be protection for your life. Our text says, he stores up sound wisdom for the upright. He is a shield to those who walk uprightly. He is a shield to those who walk uprightly. He guards the paths of justice and preserve, preserves the way of his saints. So there's a, there's a protection. If you will seek out wisdom, then God will, will provide you the wisdom that will serve as a shield for your life. Sometimes that can be just... You know, just a word that someone will say, a gentle check. You know, sometimes, you know, people don't always have that boldness to tell you, hey, brother, you're doing wrong. They'll just kind of say, eh, you know, uh, I wouldn't do that. But, but that can be enough to check your spirit and say, okay, man, I shouldn't, maybe, maybe I ought to think about this. And then so you make another choice and you get protected. And, and, and so you don't do something that's going to create some kind of havoc in your life. And so you're protected. So wisdom will help you protect your life. You'll be protected from bad decisions. You'll be protected from, from doing things that will cause some kind of a, a consequence in your life later on. So there's protection. Number three is that there's guidance. If you will seek out wisdom and you will uh, obey God and, and, and apply the things that God has shown you, 
then the, the added benefit to that is that God will always guide you. How many of you know that we don't always know what to do? You know, we, we, sometimes we're, we're, we're looking at our lives and we're looking at our finances, our marriage, whatever. And it's like, what do I do next? How, how do I deal with this? And I'm sure every single one of us, if you've lived life for a while now, you, you've, gone to the, you've gotten to these places where it's like, how do, how, what do I do here? And, and um, God's promise is if you will seek out wisdom and you obey God and you make it a point to do that, then God is always going to be showing you uh, uh, guidance. Proverbs chapter 2, verse 9, our text. Then you will understand righteousness and justice, equity for every good path. Amen. So in other words, path is talking about the decisions in life, the decisions that you make and the courses that you take in life. And so you'll know what course to take. You'll know what to do. You'll know how to respond. Amen. So uh, that's, that's pretty much uh, what I have uh, this morning. So uh, I want to open up very quick for questions uh, or comments. Any last questions or comments? There's benefits to becoming a wise person and becoming a person of obedience and apl applying the word of God. There's benefits to that. Man, it's not just, you're not just doing it just over here, Brother Augie, Pastor Augie. Um, you're not just doing it just to, just for the sake of doing it just because you're a Christian. There's benefits. You, you, you'll gain benefits by this. Amen. You know, it sounds kind of corny, but uh, one of the, you know, life can be overwhelming. Everything we've studied, you know, and looked at, it can, can overwhelm us sometimes. Like, oh my gosh, you know. So many things to, you know, that we could worry about, but uh, some kind of corny. But if you just, you know, uh, stay close to Jesus, you know, stay close to him. A lot of times, like you say, we don't know what to do, but but we know God does, you know. And one of the things that always uh, I always lean on is uh, David when he was uh, in his, you know, we went off the deep end, went, went to Gath and, you know, acting crazy, went to the king of Achish and all this stuff. And, and then, you know, caused the death of the priests, uh, sons, and all that happened. You know, during that time, God was patient with him, you know, and, uh, and you know, helped him through that. The time when he was going to go kill Nabal, you know, just in a fit of rage, carnal, didn't even pray about it, nothing. But God intervened, you know, and, and helped him, you know, God, God's got our back, you know, God will help us, you know, as long as we stay close to him and be sincere with him and be close to him as much as we possibly can, you know, and read our Bibles and pray and, you know, like you said, seek counsel and do all the simple things that, you know, and, uh, and God will help us and he'll move for us and miraculously. I'm just saying. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. And so that's, that's a great thing as a Christian, you know, when, when someone's not saved, they don't have that resource. They, they're, all they have is their own wits all they have is their own understanding and and so that's why you know we have we live in the world that we live in because people are living their lives on their own understanding but thank god as christians as, as our brother says we have a god amen and we can run to that god we can ask god we can humble ourselves before god and god can help us and, and as he was saying that uh, just to finish off I, you know I was, I was thinking that you know i i've you know in my christian life i've been saved now i'm going on 35 years and you know, I've I've gone through my issues. I haven't gone through earth-shattering shattering problems. I've just gone through my little problems and and battles in life and stuff. 
But I, I was trying to remember right now, I don't think I've ever gone through a, play, uh, through a time where God didn't have some kind of answer for me. God didn't have some kind of a, a wisdom for that situation. And as, you know, I've been just patient and just say, God, show me, show me what it was. God has always brought some kind of a word, whether that's through a sermon or whether that's through counsel or, or whether that's through just a brother just speaking into my life or, or circumstances or through reading the, the word of God. God has always somehow, some way brought some kind of clarity and wisdom to help me to get through that. And that will always be your portion if you, if you will live this way. Amen. So, so that's all the time that we have. Uh, uh, we have a break, about 15 minutes, and we'll get started with our morning service. Next week, remember, uh, Pastor Ernie is going to be doing that study on, on Israel. And I'm sure he's going to fold in a lot of things the, from the trip that he has. So uh, be dismissed, and we'll be, have our service in 15 minutes. Amen.